Hi, everybody, and welcome to mini-episode number 11 of Attendance Bias. I am your host, Brian Weinstein. Mini-episodes of Attendance Bias feature a breakdown of a single song or a single jam from a show that I've attended. I'll give you a little background about what makes that song or that jam so special to me, and then we dive right in. Many episodes of Attendance Bias are posted on a bi-weekly basis in between full episodes of the show. Full episodes are when a guest and I go over a full fish show. Today's mini-episode features Glide from December 31st, 2013 at Madison Square Garden in New York City. When it comes to naming your favorite fish song, I have my stock answer and then probably question it with a few backup answers. But there's one answer that's been a constant in the 24 years that I've been listening to Fish. My first favorite is still my favorite today, and that favorite song is Glide. I've mentioned it several times on this podcast, but Glide was the big bang for me. Every show I've seen, every album I've bought, show I've downloaded or streamed, and any opinion that I've ever had about Fish can be traced back to track number 10 on A Picture of Nectar. The quick version of my fish origin story is that I was 13 years old at summer camp in Massachusetts. I was with a group of older kids in a van on a field trip on the way to New Hampshire. We were on our way to hike up Mount Washington in the White Mountains. It's about a four-hour drive from the camp to the mountain, so I packed a lot of music for the ride. I remember I was listening to Live at Leeds by The Who, which, by the way, I still consider to be the best live album ever released, but eventually I took a break from my headphones to hang with the group. While we were chatting and goofing around in the van, the driver put on a picture of Nectar on the stereo, and almost immediately I was silent from the opening track of Llama onwards. I just wanted to hear more and more and more. Eventually, the album got to glide, and I was completely transfixed. I don't know what it was about the song that grabbed me, Thinking back all these years later, I think it's the cowbell opening before the power chords toward the beginning of the song. I must have connected it to the structure of the opening of Pinball Wizard. You know, one instrument playing a complex part before the rest of the band kind of barges in. And on Glide, the vocal harmonies and the key changes toward the middle definitely had something to do with it, too. When I was 13, I was so deep into my classic rock phase. I loved every piece of garden variety classic rock you could think of. But thinking back now, maybe I was subconsciously looking for something more musically complex or challenging. And Fish definitely provided that. All weekend, I was singing Glide. I was singing the song to myself, hiking up Mount Washington, uh, the descent back down, and on the four-hour ride back to camp. I remember the day I got home from camp that summer, I went straight to Sam Goody at the Roosevelt Field Mall on Long Island, and I bought a picture of Nectar. I think I wore out the CD probably by the end of that year. Fast forward a number of years, and the one time I heard Fish play Glide live, I was so psyched when they started it. I got into Fish in 1997, and I didn't realize at the time that Glide had kind of moved to the side of the stage. It was not completely banished from the set list, but it wasn't that common to be heard. It was quite the rarity, and it was a special occasion when it was played. So I knew going in that it probably wasn't going to be the case that I would hear Glide, but I never stopped hoping for it. And the one time I did hear them play it live, 
it brought up memories of the O. Henry short story, The Monkey's Paw, where the protagonist's wishes are granted, and but they're horribly deformed, and you know you almost wish that it didn't happen in the first place. So the first time I heard it, if you haven't guessed by now, was at Coventry. It was the song I was most desperate to hear, and it ended up being the single worst performance of a fish song that the band ever played. It wasn't until 2009 at Madison Square Garden that I would hear a cohesive, genuine glide, and then luckily, I would hear it several times thereafter, like the dam had broken. But no time was ever more meaningful than New Year's Eve 2013, when the band played it to open the magical Jemp truck set. When the truck slowly moved to the center of the floor in Madison Square Garden in set break, we had no idea what to expect. It wasn't long before the crew began to set up a makeshift stage on the roof of the vehicle, and by the start of the set, it became clear what the band had in mind. They set up the stage for their first gig, complete with hockey stick microphone stands, and once they began to play, the opening hi-hat sounded like Glide, but Fishman's stripped-down drum kit left no room for cowbells or woodblocks, but once the chords came in, there was no question. didn't quite sound like they did in the late 80s or the early 90s at this point, but the illusion was close enough for me. The excitement, the novelty, and just the plain joy that they had must have been feeling playing simultaneously at Nectar's and at the center of the sold-out Madison Square Garden arena. It was obvious in their vocals, and when you hear the audience reaction, we were so psyched also. It's funny that the concept of this set on New Year's Eve was kind of to turn MSG into a giant time machine. In 1995, the band showed us that they were responsible for manufacturing time itself in the Game Hedge Time Factory. And now 18 years later, they're playing with time by bringing themselves and 18,000 of their closest friends back to a simpler time. When you think about it, in 2013, they had limitless resources and abilities, but they purposely stripped all of that away, even with the instruments that they chose to play. During the breaks, these limitations became obvious when Fishman's playing on the snare drum was a poor substitute for his woodblocks, but at the same time, it was absolutely perfect. (laughs) ¶¶ 
There were parts of this performance, this set opener, that the band stumbled through. And for all its silliness, Glide is a pretty complex song, musically speaking. But by the key change, or the bridge, it seems that the band had worked out the kinks. It was like the inverse of Coventry. This time, the band is revisiting a time in their career when things are on the up and up, and they chose a challenging song to show just how far they've come since the late 80s or early 90s. This time at the end, the band stuck the landing. They had those trademark vocal harmonies that brought me in all those years ago. Glad, glad, glad that you're alive. And you're glad, glad, glad that you'll arrive. And you're glad, 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 glad. It wouldn't dawn on me until a few songs later that the entire concept of this set was to play a retro set list in addition to the retro stage setup. I think it was after Forbin's Mockingbird that I began shouting to everyone around me at Madison Square Garden, This is a dream! We are witnessing a dream! We should appreciate it! And I'm sorry if I messed with your trip if you were standing somewhere around me, but I still believe it. The band took us all back in time. They granted us a wish that so many of us have. So few of us were actually there at the very beginning. Fish gave us a small taste, as best as they could, as much as possible, to see and hear, and if you closed your eyes, maybe to feel what it was like back then, and to open the whole dream up. The first step back in time was to open this magical set with the song that brought me in so many years ago, Glide. It only gets more meaningful as the years go by. Next week on Attendance Bias, my guest is Joseph Rosenberg, the cultivation director at the Seven Points Cannabis Cultivation Facility in Portland, Oregon. Joseph continued the unforeseen trend of this podcast by choosing Fish's show from December 11th, 1999 at the Philadelphia Spectrum. While several previous guests chose Fish shows from the summer of 1999, this will be the first episode to focus on the band's December tour from that year. Almost immediately after it was played, the show was certified as a classic. After I first listened to the show, I thought it was very good, but I didn't quite hear the musical expertise that I expect when discussing a contender for show of the year of any given year. But Joseph was eager to share how the excitement in the room brought this show to another level. Check it out next week to hear what it's all about. If you enjoy Attendance Bias, please support the show by leaving a review and a rating on your favorite podcast app of choice, or just tell one person about the show. Talk, text, or whatever. Spread the word. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Weinstein, and I hope to see you next week on Attendance Bias. Bias.